This is Just a Few Questions from Chicago. I'm your host, Mark Sims, and I have Natasha Dunn on the phone. Natasha Dunn is from the Black Community Collaborative. See, I went to CPS. I know it's going to botch collaborative. <laughs> That's okay. But I saw you, on, I saw you t- Natasha, on, on, a, uh, on, a, on a Facebook post. I shouldn't say the social media post. And y'all had a, uh, a, uh, a uh, what you call it, a, what you call it? A, comp- a media conference, I mean press conference. And you have yeah. wrote, and your team wrote a letter to uh, Janice Jackson, the CEO of the Chicago yeah. Public Schools. What is that all about? So we we actually have had several press conferences regarding education. Um, our first press conference that we had was last year at the beginning of the school year when CTU and the mayor was going back and forth over the contract negotiations before they went on strike. And so the Black Community Collaborative was organized really around the effort to ensure that black students um, had a voice in the system and that their needs were, uh, you know, put in the forefront um, as it relates to ensuring that they have the opportunity to advance and to do well academically. And so we, um, we challenged the, the strike, um, which was really <laughs> a big deal because, I mean, we are – pro-union, we believe the teachers have the, the right and should be able to negotiate fair wages in a decent environment because that environment impacts our children. But what we saw was that a lot of the negotiations, while most are beneficial to all students, we didn't really see any safeguards that was specifically around Black students and Black teachers. So we stood against the strike. We wanted the teachers and the mayor to come to an agreement immediately so that our kids could get back in school. Based on the state of Illinois um, Department of Education, black students are 36 percentage points behind white and Hispanic kids. The longer they are out of school, the wider that opportunity gap becomes. So our stance was get back in school, negotiate, Let's make this equitable to ensure that our kids have what they need. But then also let's talk about what are some cultural safeguards that need to be in place in the school system to support black students' academic growth. And so um, that year went by. We actually went to, while they were negotiating at Kennedy King, not Kennedy King, sorry, um, it was Malcolm X College, a group of us actually went down to Malcolm X College to confront the teachers union and the mayor. Um, and we actually had an opportunity to talk to both of them. And we told them how we felt. We was like, you all got to get it together. We need our kids in school. Um, we want this strike to end. And I'm not going to say it, or I shouldn't take credit for it. We shouldn't take credit for it, but we think that we actually influenced them to hurry up and get back in and get this deal done because after that day, they actually got the deal done. Um, but this year, fast forward to now, um, we decided that we wanted to have a specific solution that we believe will help impact our students. And we wrote a letter to uh, the CEO suggesting that CPS create a Black Student Achievement Task Force. The problem that we see that is facing our kids is that there really isn't a voice that's specifically uh, honed in and focused on creating solutions for black children. Working in conjunction with CPS, 
we want this task force to be that entity that uses the data that CPS and the state of Illinois has to target and identify um, measures that we need to take to improve the graduation rate of black students, to improve their attainment and achievement, as well as their future career and college access. Um, and so that's the purpose of this task force. We've urged um, CPS to meet with us, and they are meeting with us in the next week and a half. We're going to be meeting with the chief equity officer. We're excited about that. We also have uh, garnered the support of several different nonprofits who are on board and supporting this effort of um, a CPS Black Student um, Achievement Task Force. And I've also just sent an email to the city council, the Black Caucus and the city council, I'm awaiting for them, hopefully, and I'm sure they will, because it would be crazy if they don't, <laughs> support this effort. Um, so I'm excited to see what they say. We're um, reaching out for them. So that's essentially what it is. See, I th- let me. I like reminding on my little podcast. I like reminding other Americans. Uh, some some Americans we they know this. Some don't know this. Uh, the descendants we are African Americans. Most of us, if you will, like like ninety nine percent, are descendants of the slaves. You know, okay. and so we we have a pro- a unique problem or challenge. Other people see that, no. And when I say Mexicans, it's not a pejorative. The Mexican Mexicans know they're Mexican. The Irish know they're Irish. The Italians know they're Italian. We are still kind of confused because some people don't say we're not really African and we ain't been really treated like real Americans. So we have a lot of problems, more problems than other ethnic groups, because we our ties a little bit looser. Our our weak ties are a lot weaker. And so we have these problems. And and here's like let me give a little background real quick. And I quit off the soapbox, quit playing uh, preaching here. You know, it was a time when I was a small child, I think, uh, before I was a small child. You know, we used to live among each other because we had to because of segregation. Mm-hmm. We, our best and brightest doctors and lawyers, the professionals, the teachers, we had to live amongst each other. Them days have been gone for almost, at least 40 years. So some, a lot of folks in Chicago, even some of the south suburbs, a lot of south suburbs are poor suburbs. We have abandoned the lower income African-Americans for a lot of different reasons. That's why I think your task force it's very much needed because we have unique issues other groups don't have. Do you agree, Natasha? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the issue, too, is that I see that, and I commend the city of Chicago and all of the states and everywhere that are, are creating this equity, you know, effort, and they have this department that focuses on equity. The problem, though, that I have is that when you throw everybody into one pool, it really, how do you track that equity? How do you measure whether or not the people who are the most disenfranchised are getting equity when you're throwing them in with the brown people, with the indigenous people, with the Asian, you know, like it's not, to me, it's not fair. It, it, it can become unfair, I should say, um, if there's not an accountability measure in place. And I think that for, as it relates to education, it's very important because right now, as I stated, based on their data, black students are behind Latinx students. So when you have an equity department that's going to be focused on equity for Latinx and black together, how where is the equity for black? Because when you think about what equity is, it's supposed to bring one group up to where someone else is at. That means that black students should be the primary focus. We should at least be brought up to where the Latinx students are, you know, and then the Latinx and black will be brought up to where white students are, you know, but but the focus should be on black students because at the end of the day, 
and this is across the board in the whole city of Chicago. If black when black people in the city of Chicago are given the fair access and treatment that they deserve, this will raise our city up to become the greatest city in the country. You know, even with the school district, if black students do well academically in the school system, we will raise the bar across the district. This will benefit everybody. You know, so it's a win-win situation. Um, so I'm hoping that this meeting goes well. I'm hoping that there's no pushback. Um, you know, we, we're, we're coming prepared. Um, the people who are part of this collaborative, we, we are data-driven people. We enjoy looking at the numbers. We have experience and background in education and community organizing. We've been at this for years. So we're, we're all about solution-based um, you know, problem solving. We want to solve problems with solutions. We don't want to keep talking about problems. We want to get straight to it and and deal with things head on. Uh, let me chime in, and I'll let you, uh, then you can chime in and we can end this podcast. But I, I love telling this story. Years ago, a prominent woman ha- just happened to be European-American, i.e. white, here in the city of Chicago. She told me something that she, all of us know on some level. The puppet, this is 20-something years ago, but it's still relevant today. The puppet schools here in Chicago and across the country are pretty much a middle-class education model. It's really not supposed to work for low-income students. Yeah, there are always a few, so there's always a few outliers that, you know, break the mold. They memorize everything. They, they'll be fine. But it's not supposed to work for, it's, the schools are supposed to create a caste system, a caste system. This is what it's designed to do. I understand this. Right. We all understand this, but no one wants to say this kind of stuff publicly. So I think, and when you're done with all with your measures, I hopefully we'll start moving forward some education innovation because with all uh-huh. these computers and all this AI, all these algorithms, having to totally rely on one teacher, hopefully you got one decent parent that can help you. Right. With all these computers, no one should be literate. We should be trying to change the way uh, a lot of children are taught. I was one of those kids. Let yeah. me tell you, let's, let me break out my little violin and tell my quick story. I love saying <laughs> I got I got tracked 45 years ago in school and I got placed from the good kids, from the smart kids classroom to the dumb kids classroom. And I felt dumb wow. and I'm still wrestling mm-hmm. with it. Forty five freaking years. I spoke at my old wow. high school years ago, about 20 years ago, maybe at Finger High School. And the kids are joke, half joking with me at Finger High School out near Roseland or Roseland, whatever. They said, Mr. Mm-hmm. Sims. Uh, we 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 ghetto. We hood. We supposed to be dumb. And people wow. buy into the, the no because it's sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. We it buy is. into these narratives. We are low income. We black folks. We still arguing about who's black and how to be black, and we confused. Uh-huh. And and the and the bourgeois Negroes have abandoned us and left us here. So and no, so we, and so we need we need a lot of attention that other groups don't really need because like i said yeah the white folks know they white and then and the latino x sort of like what I, I all these new terms went around when i was a kid natasha you know that yeah, <laughs> and I so so but they know right. but they know who they are they have more cultural mm-hmm. capital because our cultural capital has been denied because of slavery and segregation jim crow and blah 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 uh say some final um, yeah so I, I i'm so glad you had me on the show take a minute i'm so glad you're here to be on the podcast but take at least a minute or two and give us some final comments uh, and inspire us to really fight the fight so these children can do better in school. Yeah, I, you know, I will say that your story is definitely the story of a lot of black students. They, you know, Dr. Amos Wilson, he's, a, 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 you know, an activist. Um, he passed away years ago, but he said that black, black children are born gifted. Um, and I think that Sometimes that gift is lost 
in the system. And we have to always value and cherish our kids and, and think about just the fact that they are our future. And if we don't have a prepared generation of young people ready to lead, where are we as a people? Education is just as important as economic. Both of them are the foundation for growth and for liberation. And if and if we don't focus on those things, then we're just ex, you know exterminating ourselves. Um, and so I just I, I just hope that people could support this effort. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna take all of us to save us. You know, uh, but we cannot allow other people to throw us in the and dynamics, the black and brown, the black and this, we have to spend time focusing on black. It's okay to focus on us. It's okay to say that we are fighting for us. Self-care is the most important care that you can give, you know? And so again, I say that it's going to take us to stand for us. And education is, is for liberation. It's for freedom. That's how we, that's how we're going to get out of this madness. That's how we're going to be able to build our communities and be able to move into the future in a sustainable way. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I, I, I understand your story. I actually, as a CPS student, hated math because I was told I wasn't good at it. And from fourth grade to twelfth grade, I did poorly in math um, until I went away to college. Went to college. I pushed off uh, statistics until my senior year because I, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. But because I was ready to graduate from college, I did everything in my power to pass that class, i.e. study. Um, and, and I ended up passing it. And I got to be out of the class. You know, no one but me chose to believe in myself. But I think that at the end of the day, we have to believe in ourselves as a people and we have to know the power that we have to come out of this situation. Um, and yeah, and so that's pretty much it. Those are my final words. And I hope people can support us. Um, please like our page, go to the Black Community Collaborative on Facebook, um, like it. And if you are an organization, uh, we are looking for organizational support around this Black Student um, Achievement Task Force. And if you're an individual that want to support it, we, we take that as well. And thanks, Mark, for having me on your show.